welcome to our new sermon series for the month of May, a series of unfortunate events where we look through uh, different stories throughout the Bible where things went off the rail. And yet in the midst of all that, God showed his glory and how that affects us today. Join us this month. from his fierce anger that we will not perish. And so 
when God saw what they had did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring them to destruction. This is where we typically leave the story. This is where we typically leave it because after this verse, it starts to get a little messy. It starts to kind of change our perception of the things that Jonah was struggling with internally with God. And so here's the crazy thing. Jonah's message, it worked. Like, it worked. They, they were shown mercy. The people of Nineveh, they were saved. That should make any believer this side of heaven feel overjoyed of the fact that they had the opportunity to bring salvation and grace and deliverance to people. But instead... Do you know what Jonah did instead? He was angry. He was so angry because he didn't want them to have what Jesus, what God was offering him. He was so angry to the point that he even literally said to God, this is exactly why I didn't want to go. This is why I temporarily tried to, like, to delay what you wanted me to do because I knew that if I went to Nineveh, that you would be a gracious and merciful God. I knew that if I went to Nineveh, you would be slow to your anger, that you would be steadfast in your love. I knew that if I went to Nineveh and told them that there was a better way to live, I knew that even after everything that they did, all the wrong, that you would still love them, that you would still save them. Like Jonah had no compassion. No compassion at all for the city of Nineveh. They were ruthless. They were wicked. The stuff that they had done in the eyes of man would be considered unforgivable. Why should they be shown mercy? Why should they have the same exact redemption that he received? So I know that there are countless moments that the same thoughts have ran through our minds, especially with the things that we see going on in the world that we have around us today. I believe, in all honesty, that we can kind of sympathize with the response that Jonah gave. Believe me, we get it. We all have those moments in life, those people in our lives and around us that we have so willingly dismissed from speaking the grace of God to out of our own frustration, out of our own anger for the things that they have done, for the way that they've maybe chosen to live their lives. Mercy is great. But should it interfere with the ultimate justice that they deserve? That's what Jonah was that is the moment that Jonah decided to place this very strict limitation on God's grace and on God's deliverance for his people. And I think that just as Jonah, that we too sometimes can fail to see the parallel between their lives and ours. Because if you remember, Jonah, not even days before, where was he? He was in the bottom of a whale, right? He was in a whale not because he was just having a fun time, but he disobeyed God, right? He left. 
He ran away from the call that God had on his life. He forgot that he was just spared from God's judgment, too, because of his graciousness and because of his mercy, because God had something that he needed him to accomplish. He was so wrapped up in what he thought the Ninevites deserved that he kind of forgot that he deserved very little through his disobedience, too. And so this brings us to chapter 4. If you want to look, we're kind of going to sit in chapter 4 and start at verse 5 and look down just very briefly this morning. Chapter 4, verse 6 takes us here. And this is after all of the stuff that happened. This was after God planned and he said that he, he was going to deliver them. This is the next portion. It says, Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself. He sat under it in shade to see what would come of the city. So he still had hope for the destruction of Nineveh. He sits down, he pouts, he waits for something to happen, but then God does what he does best. He comes in and he turns this into an object lesson for Jonah. And this is where it takes on. It says in that verse 4, out of 4, chapter 4, verse 6, Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant that made it to grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered and died. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die. And he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, Jonah said. I am so angry. I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been so concerned about this plant, and though you did not tend to it, and you did not make it grow, it sprung up overnight, and it died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals. You know, Jonah was upset about the outcome, the fate of that plant. In fact, he even pitied the plant. But it wasn't because he loved the plant. No, his affection for the plant was because it provided him comfort. It provided him shade from the sun. He valued the plant for what it could do for him, but he didn't create it. God created it. He didn't invest time in it. He didn't help it to grow. He didn't nourish it. He didn't spend time growing and producing more fruit out of it. It was just there. But Nineveh, on the other hand, Nineveh had been there for an existence for hundreds of years and existed because the Lord labored to bring it to life. He deeply invests, like we know that, God deeply invests in the things that he created. And the most important thing that he created in Nineveh was his children, children that he made in his own image. And if Jonah had pity on a plant that he didn't even grow, that he didn't even create or tend to, should not the Lord have even more compassion 
care for a city filled with his very creation, Amen. his very image. That's what God wanted Jonah to see. The people were more than the mistakes that they had made. They were, they were his kids who were suffering, and they didn't even know it. He couldn't just wipe his hands clean from them without seeing if they had the ability to fully understand the goodness that he had for them and to choose differently and to be redeemed. That's what God desires for all of us. And yet Jonah, he walks out of the city that has just responded beautifully to the preaching that God gave of him. The king of Nineveh completely repents. And then the whole entire city follows in suit shortly after. And God still used Jonah to bring mercy and grace and redemption, even if he didn't want them to have it. And you know, the crazy thing is, this is where the book of Jonah ends for us. Like, that bothers the mess out of me. We never know. I'm the kind of person, like, I want to know what happened to Jonah. Was he ever redeemed? Did he ever change his mind? Did he ever have a second guess at, at what he was thinking and perceiving for these people? It's like the ultimate cliffhanger when you're on a book and then all of a sudden the last few pages are just torn out. <laughs> like, I need to know what happened, but this is kind of where it just ends. We, know, we don't know what happened to Jonah next. We don't know if he ever did truly fully understand and grasp what it was that God was trying to teach him. Or maybe he just sat on that hill and sulked and died feeling nothing but misery and disdain. Do you have your own frustrations and anger with someone that's causing you to have that kind of Jonah? perspective in life. Have you ever allowed yourself to forget that your redemption story might have started the same way theirs did? You know, I don't, I don't ever want us to run away from sharing God's mercy and God's grace with the people that he has placed in our lives because we've forgotten what he's done in ours. Or maybe there's someone that you sometimes struggle just trying to figure out how to share Christ with them. <clears throat> or maybe their actions have led to such hurt and pain that you'd rather than not even know that there's a possibility for them to lead a redeemed life. And man, it happens so easily because I know many of us are probably thinking, yeah, I would never want someone to go to hell because I wasn't willing. But I tell you, it happens so easily. How many times have we caught ourselves saying, I pray they find Jesus before it's too late? But it was more of a judgment on them than really a real true concern for where their eternity was going to end. And if they were going to find it, we had already kind of placed in our minds that it was okay if it didn't come from us. I want you to put their names in your mind and in your hearts this morning. And it, it might not even be people that you have any personal issues with. It might just be a person that you see in front of you every single day who is living without the love and redemptive story of Jesus Christ. And God is so perfectly placing you in front of them. 
to share that message with them. I want you to think of that person in your mind and in your hearts this morning. I want you to take some time to just come to the altar. And, and if you do have those individuals in your life that you are frustrated and hurt, oh, I'm going to be honest, I have one of those. I want you to pray that God would break that barrier of hurt, that you would find compassion, mercy in your hearts for them. Is there someone in your life that you're just struggling to know how to lead them to Christ? I want you to start praying for them. That God would start softening their hearts. That God would start giving you the words and the wisdom of what needs to be said. That they might be able to experience what you have in Jesus. That, that he might put you in a position and a place to share your story. To share your Jesus with them. Just come. And if you are this morning just struggling to figure out if there's anyone that fits any of those above categories in life, if you just turn on the news today, there are plenty of people that are living outside the grace and will of God that need prayer. Come and pray for them. Pray for this broken world. Pray in agreement that God would, would place you in positions and places that you would be able to share the love of God. I swear.